Hello and welcome to a new episode of the CTO show with Mehmet. My name is Mehmet and as you know in each episode I share about different topics and trends in technology and in business. Sometimes we discuss cybersecurity, digital transformation, entrepreneurship and so on. And sometimes I have thought leaders and guests in, in the show and today I'm very pleased to have with me Jeff Ton who is an author and has more than 40 years experience in the domain of technology so thank you very much Jeff for joining me today if you can just give us a quick introduction and what you do absolutely it's great to be on the program and thank you so much for reaching out and uh, having me be a guest I, I love the opportunity to, to talk tech and business, that intersection uh, is, a, uh, is a wonderful place to be. As you mentioned, I've been doing this about 40 years, a uh, wide variety of roles, spent about 10 years as chief information officer for two different organizations. Uh, and then I joke and say, I went to the dark side and I joined a vendor company uh, and spent uh, five or six years uh, on the other side of the desk, uh, still talking to CIOs. And about three years ago, uh, in fact, three years ago, just a few days ago, uh, was the anniversary of launching my business based on a couple of books that I had written. Um, I, I wrote a book in 2018 called Amplify Your Value, Leading IT with Strategic Vision. Uh, and then in 2020, staying on the Amplify theme, I wrote Amplify Your Job Search, Strategies for Finding Your Dream Job. So a little bit of departure from the, from the technology but what I do these days is I, uh, I, I'm a technology advisor. So I've got a handful of clients that I provide them uh, with kind of the view from the CIO. What's, uh, what's the CIO thinking? What are they, what are they dealing with? Um, and uh, I, I host a podcast for one of my clients. I host a podcast called Status Go, mm -hmm. uh, which is about technology leadership and uh uh, just am having a great time doing it. And it's so, it's so good to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Actually, yeah, it's fun to have a podcast because actually we share a lot of similar things because I work also on um, the two sides of the desks and I work yeah. also like as a technology consultant and previously before I opened my own business, I was also working as a sales representative for one of the tech companies. So I can see a lot of uh, things in common. So yes, absolutely. Yeah, Jeff, you have authored, you mentioned two books the amplify your value and amplify your job uh, search. Can you provide like an overview of the key takeaways of these books and how they can benefit professionals in the tech industry? Uh, absolutely. So, so the first one amplify your value was really written uh, for the technology leader. Uh, and it talks in the book about how do you uh, how do you create your strategies that underpin your company's vision, right? You have to have a vision for your department, but it has to it has to underpin the business's vision. Uh, and so it's very business focused on how to create those strategies, and then how do you execute on those strategies? And and so the book goes through. Uh, several different steps uh, in doing that, guiding the reader through uh, many of the aspects of, of doing just that, uh, writing the strategies, executing the strategies, and it touches on, oh, everything from, from vendor management to um, having a, um, 
a set of principles by which you operate your technology department. Um, and very well received. Uh, like I say, it was written in 2018. The, the second book really uh, was born out of the pandemic. And mm -hmm. I saw all of the people that were uh, losing their jobs because things were shutting down uh, and knew that people were going to need a strategy for finding their next job. And it's something that we don't teach much uh, in in schools, uh, how to go find, a, how to conduct a job search. Uh, and so the book talks you through uh, how to do a job search. It's very data driven. Uh, so that would appeal to technology listeners for sure. Um, but it's not about finding just any job. It's about finding a job that that leverages your, your strengths, uh, uh, is aligned with your values, um, and enables you to uh, really feel engaged with the organization. So it talks you through how to do that. That's great. Um, so part of the things you do, Jeff, is you, you're a keynote speaker, and you, you mentioned you, you do podcasting. Um, out of curiosity, like usually what are the most common topics or themes, you know, people come and ask you to talk about, you know, especially things that resonates with today's technology landscape? Um, well, I speak on a wide variety of topics and for the, for the, technology, um, the technology sector, uh, I do a lot of speaking based, kind of based on themes from the book, Amplify Your Value. Mm -hmm. So if I'm speaking to a room full of CIOs uh, or CTOs, we pull out, uh, I, I work with the organizers to talk about the themes and say, okay, let's focus on this. So maybe maybe it is vendor management. Maybe it is uh, how do you create a vision and how do you convey it? I, I get a lot of requests for uh, talking about how do you drive change in an organization? Uh, and that comes through communication and storytelling and things like that. So while it is for a technology audience, because my stories are all from the technology space after spending 40 years there, uh, it could appeal broadly. Mm -hmm. um, I also get called upon, it's, it's been really interesting the last, I would say the last four or five months. Uh, I, for one of my clients, I, I have developed, I worked on a team to develop uh, an experiential leadership development, almost boot camp, where we we take nice. uh, leaders from around. I, I'm here in the U.S. from around the U.S. Bring them to uh, the Columbia River Gorge in the Pacific Northwest, and we spend three days working on their leadership with the story of the Lewis and Clark expedition. Nice. So um, you know they were explorers back in the early 1800s. Uh, and really had a, a huge accomplishment as they went from coast to coast, uh, uh, exploring the, the Western part of the United States. And there's so many leadership lessons from that. Well, so I have a couple of keynotes that I do based on Lewis and Clark. One of them is everything I learned about leadership, I learned from Lewis and Clark. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like in the last six months, every, every phone call I get or email I get for a keynote is they want me to do... Uh, they want me to do leadership in Lewis and Clark. So I've been doing a lot of that recently. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> uh, part of the things like, because when I was uh, viewing your profile, um, you've worked with 
different industries actually is like i saw you've worked with like banking consumer electronics real estate development and so on so like can, can you just tell us a little bit about any specific challenges or opportunities you encountered when you know working with different sectors right like shifting from one vertical to another like what are what were like the major challenges and how did you approach to solve them and i'm asking this question because i know sometimes you know i i meet you know leaders in the tech that they want to shift from one vertical to another because sometimes they tell me you know like i don't want to be tied to the guy of the healthcare it right or i don't want yes. to be just my name to tie to let's say hospitality so what you can share regarding this experience that is such a great question um, because I, I, I'm a believer that um, we, we as technology professionals uh, are going to get pigeonholed, so to speak, into a vertical because uh, the more and more we get involved with the business for our companies uh, on the business side where we really need to spend the majority of our time as tech leaders, the more we get involved with that business, the more we're going to be ingrained in that particular sector. Uh, so I think I think we're seeing a trend uh, the opposite way. But you're right; I have changed sectors several times, and and I would say that in each case, what the challenge was once I got the position, and I'll I'll talk about that here in a second. Um, it was learning the industry. What are the uh, what are the trends? What are the challenges in a specific industry? I mean, moving from consumer electronics to commercial real estate development was a huge shift, right? You're you're focused on building a product over over here, televisions and radios and satellite dishes, um, and selling them to the to the consumer, uh, really, um, and then. Uh, on the other side, you're building skyscrapers and, and uh, totally different product set, right? And totally different challenges, especially when you think about the technology that's embedded in both of those types of things, right? Mm -hmm. uh, learning that. So digging in and learning the ins and outs of that particular industry is is the challenge. And the way that the way that I did it is the way that I have always, uh, learned new things is a combination of reading. So finding some experts that have written some books. Um, uh, the last time I changed jobs, podcast didn't exist, but today I'd go out and listen to podcasts, right. About a particular industry. Um, but more, more importantly, talking to those around me. Um, I, I spent a lot of time. And in fact, um, one of the, one of the things, one of the chapters in my book, uh, Amplify Your Value talks about this, is I've spent a lot of time doing what I call ride-alongs, which is I find a business executive that works for the company that I work for and say, I want to shadow you. I want to follow you for mm -hmm. a day, two days, every every month, every couple of weeks, and see. I want to see the business the way you see it, right? And that's to me, that's how you learn because you see different opportunities for technology that you would not see if you weren't out there watching the, the way that they watch. Now, I want to back up a little bit and talk about the challenge of mm -hmm. finding a role in a sector that you that you don't have experience in. 
way back in, uh, gosh, it's probably been uh, 2010, 2009, 2010, something like that. Um, I, I thought about going into healthcare IT. Uh, and so one of the things I did was I started interviewing CIOs uh, that were in healthcare, right? Because I wanted to learn what's a day in the life of being a CIO in healthcare. Uh, and and the first the first person that I interviewed, she was the CIO for a, a local hospital uh, here in Indiana. Uh, and she says, "Well, Jeff, no no healthcare system is going to hire you to be CIO. You don't have any healthcare experience." You have to have healthcare experience to, to get into this into this market. And but she had a couple of suggestions that would take me on a journey, which was she said, well, why don't you try a, a healthcare software company? Try going and seeing if you can get on there. You'll get into the industry. You'll start to learn the lingo and you'll start to uh, get credibility because you'll you'll know the language, so to speak. And then she had another idea. She said, you know, um, uh, senior living facilities have the same reporting requirements, technology requirements that hospitals do, but they're about 10 years behind. So they may be more likely to take a chance on someone that doesn't have the industry experience. Now, my career did not move in that direction, but that just points to uh, sometimes you have to, it's not always a straight line. Right. You may have to take a position that is not the top position uh, or you may have to take a position in an adjacent sector to get into a sector because you don't have that experience. Uh, and so your career journey ends up being much like a river where it's got twists and turns um, and you're always you've got a goal of what you're trying to achieve, but you may have to divert just a little bit to get there. That's very informative, I would say, and it resonated a lot with what I see and also what myself I experienced because I was on the customer side. I was working in university and I used to face this challenge. Okay, you work in academia, so probably you're going to continue in academia. And this is something I didn't want to do. So <laughs> one, one thing that I start to think about is exactly like similar to the advice that you get. So I need to be exposed to more technologies. And if I get exposed to more technologies, this is where I can, I don't know, like I can showcase what I do. And actually it paid off for me at least because I was hired as a pre-sales consultant for, for a company, a, a vendor, just because I was not just, you know, the admin, IT admin guy focusing on, on one thing. So I think this will resonate with a lot of people. Um, I want to, you know, go back because you mentioned you did the second book during the pandemic. And of course, mm -hmm. now, <laughs> thank goodness, like we, we get out of it. But actually, it, the pandemic impacted, you know, people and in, impacted technology industry. So and we, we changed the way we, we, we work, right? So yes. what do you anticipate as the long term effect on the industry after the pandemic? So where do you see things moving from now on. Okay, so you want me to get my crystal ball out and, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I, I think we, we saw a couple of things during the pandemic. Uh, obviously, uh, the way we work changed. Um, I see us in, in a lot of companies today are already there going to a more hybrid approach. It's not going to be fully in the office. It's not going to be fully remote. It's going to be this hybrid um, and 
you see a lot of pushback, especially in the technology space, uh, with our our uh, our friends in development. They they want to write code and they want to write code at home, uh, and uh, don't understand the reasoning sometimes for for coming into the office. But I think we're going to see this approach of being uh, hybrid, where you're in the office periodically, whether it's a couple of times a week or a couple of times a month because you need that camaraderie, you need that socialization within your organization uh, to be able to do that. I think the other thing that we saw with the pandemic is this incredible acceleration of technology advances. Uh, you think about um, the, 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 the retail space and pre-pandemic, yeah, you might've shopped with your smartphone a little bit, um, you know, you had Amazon deliver your packages and things like that, but everybody went digital, right? It, it was, uh, it didn't matter if you were buying groceries or if you were buying something from, from Walmart, you bought it online mm -hmm. and they either delivered it to you or they brought it out to you. But, but that technological advancement was like overnight. Right. I, I read uh, something, I think it was a report from McKinsey that talked about um, we advanced what would have taken 10 years. We advanced that in like 60 days uh, yeah. in adoption of these kinds of technologies. And, and I think one of the long lasting impacts of that is our customers now expect that from us. Right. Right. And that's the challenge as, as technologists is how do you how do you keep up the pace that you experienced during the pandemic and still maintain compliance, still maintain security, still maintain privacy, but really give the consumer, whether you're a B2C or B2B business, the consumer, the buyer of your product or service, give them the experience that they're looking for and that they have now come to expect. I think that's the challenge that we're going to be living with for a long time now. Yeah, and just to add, if you allow me, Jeff, like I would say that the pandemic accelerated. It was for quite some time in every report you read from the big, whether uh, consulting companies or you know in the tech articles, um you need to disrupt disrupt or be disrupted we were reading this right yes. but no one was doing it like since 2009 2010 we were hearing this no one was doing it and it seems that someone just because of the pandemic of course he put what we call now the time boxing or if you know like uh, um because I, i'm I, I like that book you know eat that frog right so you need to yeah. Okay, so it was kind of a eat that frog moment for businesses. So either you do this now or you will be wiped out because the only way you can communicate, whether as you said, B2B or B2C, is yeah. you need to, to have this digital transformation journey. You need to put your systems in into a modern way that everyone can access yeah. online. And funny enough, you know, like, for example, here in, in, in the Middle East, usually signatures uh, digital signatures were not pretty much accepted i mean e-signatures something like docusign so yeah, yeah this have accelerated you know the adoption i think even globally i was reading the other day that docusign they are now facing that they had this huge you know 
surge in in demand yes. and now it's like kind of flat because everyone has it now so it's right, like, right 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 how do you keep going yeah yeah exactly so like it's another topic for another episode <laughs> how you grow sales in in in, uh, in SaaS. um now another thing you know i want to ask you about and because going back to the leadership uh, in technology like many people I was one of them as well. Like, as I told you, I start even as a, uh, from a technician or help desk agent. And then I went to the system admin, whatever. And, you know, at some stage in my career, I was thinking, okay, one day, maybe I want to become a tech executive. So what do you think for people who has this in mind, like, what are the qualities they have to possess and how they can, if they don't have it, and but they have this vision i want to become a cio or i want to become a cto whatever what are these qualities that they have to cultivate down their career i i i love that question so much um when when i look at where i am in in my career is i've, I've dedicated this chapter so to speak to something i call changing the face of it and what i mean by that is that Many of us, uh, myself included, got promoted to positions of leadership because we were good technologists. For me, I was a I was a programmer. I wrote code. I was awesome at it. And so now, all of a sudden, I'm a team lead. Then I'm a man. Then I'm a manager. Then I'm a director. All because I could code. Didn't mean I could lead, uh, and didn't mean I could manage. And so I think. Uh, the skills that we need to really excel at the role of CIO or CTO are what we used to call soft skills, right? They're, they're not the, the hard skills, the technology skills per se. Yes, you need a foundation in those, but you need uh, collaboration. How do you work together, not only within your own team, but across the business? How do you, how do you collaborate across the business? Communication. Uh, we talked a few minutes ago about having a vision and being able to communicate that vision. How do you do that? How do you create this, this picture for your team and your followers who say, I want to be a part of that, right? It's through communication. It, it's things like um, uh, design thinking with the customer in mind, uh, systems thinking, looking at the broader picture uh, of everything. So it's all those skills that uh, they, they sometimes teach in business school, but we don't pay much attention because those are the soft skills, right? I call them now that they're essential skills. Yes. And so I think for CIOs and CTOs or, or those that aspire to be, uh, deepening your business acumen, understanding, it, it sounds silly to say, but understanding how your business makes money What's the, what are the value streams? What, what problem does your company solve for its customers? And as a technologist, we don't pay attention to that. A lot of us think, especially the CIO role, we think that our customer are our business colleagues. Those that work right, we serve them. Those aren't our customers. Those are our business partners, our business colleagues. Uh, our, our customers are those that buy our product and service. How can we better our systems, our applications, our technology to help them? And, and those are the kinds of things that I think we need to be thinking about. And the other, the other piece 
that you always have to be thinking about, and you mentioned this uh, a, a little bit ago, is uh, disruption. Where's the disruption coming from? I think, I think technology leaders are in a very unique position in most organizations, and that is we see across the organization uh, and we touch the entire organization. And therefore, I think we've got this better view on where is a disrupt, where is a disruption going to uh, come from? And if we can keep our eye on where that is, maybe we become the disruptor instead of the disrupted, uh, to your point earlier. Uh, so those are the things that I think uh, aspiring uh, CIOs and CTOs need to be focused on. Yes, you need that technology foundation, absolutely. Uh, but you really need to be working on those types of essential skills. Yeah, I will add one thing, Jeff. And this also, I learned it by my consulting career, actually. I didn't have the time to learn it when I was on the other side. Is It's very important that technologists and you know anyone in technology understand even if you are in a beginner uh, or like you are still on the bottom side of the ladder try to understand you know the business outcomes of any technology and mm -hmm. because this is something because i was also on the other side as a vendor and this was part of my job to you know educate my customers what are you getting by doing this technology and what i used to advise them don't look at me as a vendor, look at what you are doing as an initiative and see what this initiative is affecting your business. And of course, there yes. are like kind of basic things. Is it increasing your revenue, increasing your customer base? Is it like reducing some costs or time to, to do things? And of course, number one, it's increasing customer satisfaction. So yes, it, it was really yeah nice point from your side. Now, the final question I want to ask you, Jeff, uh, I know that you have been featured in various publications, including Forbes and the Huffington Post. Can you just give us some insights or perspective about what you have shared in these publications and maybe uh, get some like insights of valuable, relevant uh, points to the industry, uh, technology industry? Yeah, I, you know, it, it covers a wide variety of, of topics. Um, always with the, the, the technology lens, but from a leadership perspective, mm -hmm. right? So um, um, one, one that I wrote uh, for Forbes uh, last fall um, is uh, about uh, managing through uh, economic instability, uh, right? Uh, the, the economy is kind of on shaky ground um, across the globe, yep. uh, certainly. Um, and so how do you, as the, as the technology leader, how do you lead through that? Mm -hmm. uh, and so there was a couple of key points in there about um, it, it, it starts before the economic downturn, which is uh, you, you always are, as you're growing, as your organization is growing, as your company is growing, I think in the back of your mind, you always have to have that message uh, playing what happens when. What happens when there's an economic downturn? How do I uh, how do I disassemble everything that we've built, right? And I think that's one of the cool things that cloud has brought us. Right. It gives us not only the ability to scale up, but it gives us a certain latitude to scale down uh, right. should we need to, right? So there, there's some technology advances that help with that. 
Um, but it's also in leading your organization and how do you lead your organization through the, those downturns. And I'm a, I'm a big proponent. You and I have both spent time uh, on, the, on the vendor service provider side of the desk. Um, I'm a big proponent in partnering with your service providers, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm actually working on a post right now uh, about just that. How do, you, uh, how do you form those partnerships? First of all, true partnerships. Uh, not just, uh, you know, the, the sales rep that comes into your office and says, hey, I want to be a partner. Uh, no, you want to sell me something, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, a, a true partner, one that's based on trust, transparency, and respect. Uh, a mutual trust, transparency, and respect. Uh, because when you're in a downturn, being able to turn to your partners and say, I need help not just maybe people help, but I need help with ideas about how do we, how do we do more with less? How do we get things, how do we continue to move forward even though we're in this, this situation? And it's amazing what your partners can bring to the table, uh, right? So um, that's, a, that's a post that's gonna be coming out oh, probably yet in April. Uh, depends on uh, depends on my writing time. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Anyway, what I will be doing is I will be sharing the link to your website, Jeff. So if anyone awesome. wants to, I know that you post there as well. And if they want to also have a look and maybe uh, if they are interested in your uh, two books, any any plan for a third book just before we, we close? Um, I've got a couple that are rolling around uh, in, in my head uh, that I've not... Uh, I've kind of started and stopped, started and stopped. Mm. Um, my my goal is to have the the third one done, um, hopefully by the end of the year. Cool. Um, we'll we'll see. Again, that writing time, that focus time to write, um, is uh, is is a challenge sometimes. But that's that's the next one. So okay, we'll be waiting for that. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Jeff, uh, that please. I, and I would say uh, I I have listened to your show since we were introduced and I love what you're doing. And so Thank if there's you. anything I can do to help promote your show, I am happy to, to do that because I think uh, the conversations you are having are valuable. So thank you for bringing that to the world. I appreciate oh, it. Thank you very much, Jeff. I really appreciate this. And I thank you very much for, uh, I think it's early morning for you. Um, yes. <laughs> not, uh, not very early okay you know, that's I, I got my coffee <laughs> that's cool anyway thank you very much for being on the show and by this we will be uh, concluding um as usual and this is for my audience if you have any feedback any question regarding this episode or regarding the show in general don't hesitate to get back to me either by email or you can contact me over LinkedIn or Twitter. I will be more than happy to answer you. And if you even are interested to join me on the show and be a guest, I will be more than happy also to discuss that with you one-on-one. -on -one. And last thing, don't forget to subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube to the channel, or if you are listening over your favorite podcasting platform, also please don't forget to subscribe. Thank you very much. And until we meet in the next episode.